First, if you haven't downloaded the WGT Golf app and joined the DNVR Clubhouse, what are you even doing? What's up, w- WGT Golf is the most popular golf game in the world, and it's also honestly just a lot of fun. It has tested my patience. I get very frustrated during yeah. it. I get but, mad at myself for yeah. being bad with my thumbs, and it's like when you a put weird... that eight up on the card. Yeah, it's like <laughs> and I'm just what a like, psychological what? and then place I also hate in. having to wait, but I'm getting better at the app and at real golf. So oh, my favorite part, though, has wow. to be um, being able to compete head to head with players and you guys and the DNVR community members. Even though, have we all agreed that Adam rigged the last one? Of course. <laughs> <clears throat> He rigged, gave, it, he rigged it to his benefit and still finished and 15. Still, I, just yeah. wanna, I just want that <laughs> on the record. I put out on the Rockies podcast that anyone who beat him got a beer on me at the DNVR bar when it opens back up. So if you beat Adam in WGT, there's 14 beer. people. Uh, Patrick Lyons is not uh, eligible for this <laughs> reward. All right, if you're interested, download WGT and join the DNVR Clubhouse by going to dnvrgolf.com. Nobody out. Three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline. Gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon. Two on two with Landis Guy. He has done it again. Vaughn Miller, ladies and gentlemen. Dog two hands. Nikola Jokic. Save me by Grubauer with the left pad. Oh, goodness gracious me. Take a good look. You won't see it for long. Jurai O'Brien, Trevor Story. Lock. End zone. Touchdown. Number two for Sutton. Got it. Oh, man. That's from way downtown. And the blue arrow is flying at Pepsi Center. Score! It's too good to be true. The Denver Sports Podcast presented by the one and only Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. It's a beautiful Friday. Beautiful almost, sound. I almost air horned that one. I forgot which show I was on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, just the Mountain best sound beach. in the world. Beautiful. Oh, how I, is the Mountain Beach? I love tell it. Tell us. Describe it in one. detail. I haven't had it one. yet. So I, mean, I hate fruity beer, and I'm all in on this. So if that it's helps like a at sour all. fruity beer. Yeah, it's really, really light. Uh, it's, the aftertaste doesn't sit with you the way a lot of fruity beers do for me. Mm. Um, this is just like a really light, clean, easy drink. And you know what? It it tastes like it look outside. It looks outside right now. So exactly. I'm it's a in. beautiful mm. Friday. It's gonna weekend weather here in Denver is looking nice. Do yourself a favor and go get some Mile High City Lager or some Mountain Beach. You can get the Mile High City Lager, though, um, at most liquor stores, grocery stores, and even Costco. Um, Plus, you can still order food from their farmhouse, so definitely check them out and show them some love. You've already heard a lot of voices, but today on the show, we've got Drew Creaseman, Andre Simone, Rudo, and Brendan Vogt. We are answering questions that you all have sent in, so let's just jump right in. We're going to go around, and each of you are going to give me your team's Mount Rushmore. If 
few of mm. these are going to be pretty known, mm. like the Broncos, but I think there are going to be some that have some room for discussion. So with that, let's start with the Broncos. Andre is representing the Broncos beat today. Sean Elway. So, Andre, <laughs> who do you think is on hmm. your Mount Rushmore? <laughs> Surprisingly, John Elway did make my cut. It's John Elway, Terrell Davis. I'm going Von Miller, you know, and that's mm. Super Bowl MVPs in a row. I think just slightly best defender in franchise history over Champ Bailey and edging Champ Bailey out for that final spot is Shannon Sharp. It really came down to you have, you know, one of the greatest tight ends of all time versus one of the greatest cornerbacks of all time illustrious long-lasting careers for both shannon has the rings though and the mouth but the mouth factored in <laughs> the rings that's, uh, that's how uh, but you know there, there's a guy in gary zimmerman who's on two all-decade teams at a position like left tackle who didn't make the cut there's a hall of famer in floyd little who didn't make the cut you know legendary players on the broncos who don't make the cut I'm sad there's no representative for that great 1977, the first Super Bowl team for the Broncos, but Randy Gradshard didn't make the cut either, or Steve Atwater. Um, so, so you're putting Von Miller over all of those. Yeah, I think the the impact he's had, um, I think the position he's played, I think the level at which he's played uh, puts him on there, and I really think he's the greatest Broncos defender of all time. Trey, is there anything... Obje how much of that is objective versus could that possibly be a generational thing like if i'm an older broncos fan am i insisting it's champ and, and that's recency bias and vaughn or, or is this clear cut i think vaughn uh you know like shannon versus champ has that advantage because he's got the rings he's got multiple uh super bowl appearances though that year when they lost the super bowl he didn't have much impact and was mostly sidelined um yeah i just think it's uh, it's the awards it's the longevity and it's the level the franchise was at while he was there now i didn't mention peyton manning he could have been in there but i'm trying to abide rules that i know uh our good friend Rudy would uh, would stand by which is you know uh, there, there's a statue of limitations i don't know if he yeah. would qualifies to be on Mount Rushmore, you know? Can't even be okay. close. He's but I gotta add Rushmore, that right? I know yeah. you, said you yeah. can't include coaches on this or owners mm. or just the Broncos organization in general or each team's organization. So the question <clears throat> had uh, that we got submitted also had Pat Bolin in there, <clears throat> had Mike Shanahan. Yeah, my Ryan's, was, uh... I know RK's was John, uh, John Elway, Mike Shanahan, Pat Bolin, and Terrell Davis. Mm, that's cool. intriguing. Do you that's paint, or I guess, do you chisel John Elway's face, or do you just chisel his arm? Does he get in there on the QB status alone? <laughs> the or head actually it... might be too big for a mouth. Good so point. Might... Hey. Just kidding. Just kidding. I was, I was right thinking, you know, kind of the classic like horse face Elway caricature. I, I basically envisioned this as I've seen Broncos Mount Rushmores on the paper growing up. You know. Um, that's interesting putting coaches or owners in there. And I guess the Broncos more than any other franchise would really qualify for that. Hmm. Yeah. Are you going to change yours now that you know you can there. add? Yeah. Yeah. Pat, Pat probably does make the cut and then I'm kicking out Shannon Sharp, I guess. Brutal. The I would still go Vaughn so over Terrell Davis. I would. I would. Really? You yeah. just need like a first team, second team, third team. Yeah, you got too team. many good players on the Broncos. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> 
Ryan is saying you. that Terrell Davis won <laughs> league MVP and Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, so Terrell Davis has would put to be him there. Yeah. over Von Miller. I agree. I just have Von Miller over Shanahan. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know why I'm pulling a Mark Sanchez and eating a banana yeah. on this What's show. <laughs> <laughs> it's working so far. I forgot we were live on video for yeah. a second. So. <laughs> Even if it was a podcast, we can hear that. Yeah, yeah, I guess. That's fair yeah, enough. Yeah. You. Anyway. Fair enough. It's still ridiculous, but yeah, no, I, I like the Pat Bowen edition. I'm going to omit Shannon Sharp, but I'm sticking by Vaughn. Another Super Agreed. Bowl MVP. Agreed. I got to keep all those three Super Bowl MVPs. I don't care what anyone says. All right. Well, Drew, who do you think would be on the Rockies Mount Rushmore? Oh, sure. Let's do the Rockies right after that. <laughs> yep. right after the, like, yeah, well, let's, let's do the Rockies. We can put front office personnel in there. Then we got to take this out to 15 people. Not going to have that problem here. Breidich didn't make the cut, you're saying? Not, not quite. Nor did O'Dowd or any of oh my the gosh. Uh, ownership groups over the years. Mm. Uh, okay, so there, there are two slam dunk obvious ones here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the two legitimate Hall of Famers in franchise history. That's Todd Helton, Larry Walker. Mm-hmm. No question to be had there. That's just obvious. It gets a little interesting after yes. that. Uh, about six months ago, I would have pretty easily slid Nolan Arenado mm. into the third spot here with the general assumption that he was going to play at least four or five more years in Colorado at a level befitting Nolan Arenado, which would make him clearly the best player in franchise history. Right. Uh if he leaves after no, if we if there's an 82 game season, whatever the hell, you know, if he's if he's out of here before he plays another 150, 200, 300 games, he ultimately won't <coughs> be on the Rockies Mount Rushmore. Like mm. he, you don't it, from a pure talent standpoint, obviously he makes it, but no. Uh, he's not, he hasn't had the career in Colorado that Carlos Gonzalez put together. He hasn't had the career in Colorado even so far in terms of longevity that Charlie Blackman has put together. (laughs) And, you know, while his peak has obviously been higher to some degree, I think we do look at these, you know, when we don't know how a guy's going to finish out his career, if we're looking back in hindsight, and a guy spends a guy like Charlie Blackman spends his entire career with the Colorado Rockies and, you know, does have several years where he was MVP caliber finishes his career out and ends up second at worst in all of the major categories, probably the Todd Helton, which is about where Charlie Blackman's on the trajectory of there's no way you would, would put Nolan over him. So, uh, and, and I see some, some of the comments asking for pitchers. I'd love to stretch <laughs> Jorge De La Rosa's entire career is super underrated. And honestly, he's probably like the sixth or seventh best player in Rockies history. He's uh, more than a lot of the like Blake street bombers who people might try to force into the conversation. Be like, where's Bichette and Galarraga? Like great players, but no. Um, (laughs) Who's the fourth Venger? If it's not, yeah, Nolan. do you need to give us a with yeah, Nolan and a give... without Nolan version? Because, like, Nolan, seven seven years is not a small say. I mean, this is no. the most talented There's guy to come. A lot of gold gloves there. Like. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like five consecutive 35 plus home run years, right? 
Oh yeah. And, with oh, one yeah. 30 plus ribbies. I mean, you look at his peak compared to other guys. I almost don't care what comes after. I think Nolan's Nolan came in as my third Rocky and kind of cemented himself. I think the fourth is where the field could take it. Like you've got five options basically. But do you think at all, if he does leave Colorado, the way he leaves Colorado, if it isn't a negative yeah, way, no, that, that would affect that? No, I guess there's a point there. Is that what this is now? That's exactly yeah. right. Like, Troy Tulowitzki yeah. is the most talented player who's ever put on a Colorado Rockies uniform. Wow. 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 And if that's I want to take... That's Larry Walker might have true. something to say about that, Drew. I'm sorry, but in right field, you just mm-hmm. do not have the ability fair, to fair, impact fair. your team the way a guy who's head and shoulders, the best hitting and fielding shortstop Mm. in baseball. He was a top five hitter and a top five fielder at a premium position when he was healthy. And that's just, you just don't get that. Sometimes catcher like Buster Posey for a little while was that. Um, But it's very, very difficult to be both of those things. Obviously the way he left, the fact that he got hurt, uh, Rockies fans would destroy me if I tried to put him on the Mount Rushmore. And I, I think that's just worth considering when you think about the legacy of Nolan Arenado. Not that it'll be as bad, but especially because there's a guy right next to him who has been in MVP conversations, who put up the best leadoff hitting season in the history of Major League Baseball, which is a thousand years old. Charlie Blackman had across the board the best season a leadoff hitter has ever had. Uh, he, he's, I just, I feel like his career in general is super underrated. You go and look at the number of times he's put up obscene numbers. And if he stays through the end of his career, he's the only guy who's got an opportunity to pass Todd Helton in some of these all-time categories. If Nolan leaves, it's Charlie Blackman. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, and who's the third? So it's Larry Todd. Cargo. Cargo. Cause Cargo's the guy who occupies second place right now. And, I think it's and, hard to argue with Cargo. I would put Julio there over Cargo. Yeah, I would. I, can we talk about Matt Holiday? Because I'm all about peaks. To me, peaks matter a lot more than longevity. I do and know Matt what Holiday's, I people saying Matt Holiday. Matt, Unfortunately, he won a ring in St. Louis, Andre. So it's almost like he's a cardinal. Uh, no, I, right, right. Yeah, that's the problem. He's gone. <laughs> You can make the Peyton Manning argument. That's true, but I don't know. I, I think there's a he is a he is a homegrown Rocky. Uh, I think he got robbed of that MVP. You know, right. those, those two years at his peak, outside of Larry Walker and some of the kind of video game numbers that the the Bombers were putting up, he's like no one can mess with Matt Holliday. Yeah, offensively, 2007 was uh, the best non-Larry Walker or Todd Helton season in in history. And um, when I did my list of like the all-time like dream team, Rockies team, if you could just take the guys at their peak, I did take Matt Holiday right. over Charlie Blackman. Yeah. But my interpretation of the question, who sure. gets on to the, the Mount Rushmore, is yeah. who has done the most for the organization. The who's Yeah, yeah who, who's right. – and um, – there's also something very Colorado Rocky about Charlie Blackman. Wasn't a top pick. He was underrated throughout his entire minor league career and the first four years of his major league career. In fact, 
throughout his entire major league career, Charlie Blackman has been underrated and overlooked despite the fact that he kind of has this lovable and quirky personality. Uh, he's just had, but he's such a blue collar guy and such an outdoorsman fisherman. Like he's such a Colorado Rocky that I, I think if you went out to the average ball game and it's obviously these days, you know, fans are going to be recently biased. Um, I think Blackman's the guy. So what's cool is that Mount Rushmore represents all Rockies eras, no matter if it's Nolan or Charlie, you kind of have all the key eras, right. you know, Walker yeah. represents the bombers, Todd, the, the next step and, right. you know, cargo that kind of nice run of a couple playoff seasons. And yeah, the 07, not that great represented well, here. And Andre, you can answer this for the Broncos too. What are the future prospects for that uh, yeah. Mount Rushmore? Like, obviously, if Arenado sticks around, he's easy slam dunk. dunk. But someone like John Gray, does he have a chance to make that in the future if he continues <laughs> his career? Now, now you're getting me real excited. Now you're Marquez. The people that hate when I bring up that John Gray is already the third or fourth best pitcher in Rockies history, and they don't believe me because. He had his worst season when the Rockies had their best season, and, and that hurts. But uh, Gray or Marquez or Freeland, they have three starting pitchers who are still, like, in their physical primes who have shown off an extraordinary amount of promise. But the guy, the answer to that question is very clearly, very obviously, Trevor Story. Mm-hmm. Stay healthy. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. Get your money. Uh, stick around. Get on that Mount Rushmore, kid. He um, – Again, because of the shortstop thing, for very similar reasons that I would put Troy Tulowitzki as the most talented guy in franchise history, if Trevor Story can stick around that long and be that valuable at that position, then he's more valuable right now and going forward than Nolan Arenado. And if if the Rockies, and this may be a thing, have the question, which of those two guys do you take moving forward? I think Trevor Story is the easy answer to that question. shortstop bias the shortstop <laughs> bias he would it be baby true. true all right rudo let's move on to you who is on the abs mount rush we have chris hill over here saying he feels bad for you because there's so many worthy avalanche players I, the reality is there are two mount rushmores for the colorado avalanche <laughs> one of them has these three players on it and the all-time one for people is, listening, he's wearing the three-headed monster. Yes, shirt. sorry, three-headed <laughs> monster shirt on. Uh, the the all-time one, none of these three players are on it yet. Uh, Forsberg, Sackick, Wah, all three slam dunks. No yeah, problem, easy. no doubt about it. Uh, easy, easily done. You could make a case already, probably for McKinnon for that fourth mm-hmm. spot. I think. Um, certainly, I believe by the end of his career, he will be on the all-time Mount Rushmore easily. But right now, as it stands, it's got to be Milan Hayduk. He is the franchise leader in way too many categories to leave off of that Mount Rushmore. AJ was ready to... He knew he to do it. You can't, there's no way you can leave Hayduk off of the Mount Rushmore, given what he's done for the franchise, that he is the leader Charlie in so Blackman many argument. of those categories. It's, <laughs> AJ's mad. <laughs> Look, Footer's number five, right? Like, he has his number retired. He rounds out that team. But Mount Mm -hmm. Rushmore only has four, man. And and let's be honest, it's going to be – if Footer was on that list, it's too easy to knock him off for Nathan McKinnon. It just is. Mm. 
it, that's the way it's going to be. And I honestly, the thing about the abs is the next five to I'll say five years is going to establish a new dominance over this Mount Rushmore. Yeah. You have McKinnon. There's a very good chance that McCarr is going to make a case for that Mount Rushmore. Even someone like Miko Rantanen might throw their name in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. As, as take, someone that take can, chips, right? They just got to win at, some chips. At, and then yeah. at least one. Changes. At yeah. least one, for sure. For, for Rantanen, maybe two. I feel like there would be just a sh- uh, Mount Rushmore for the three-headed monster, and then you add Kale on there. Right. That, that's that's the new generation Mount yeah. Rushmore. It's, Hell yeah. It's, Which it's is pretty crazy that the Avs are getting – the Avs have that much – Two generations, Young yeah. Talent to really just, just take ignore that over. ten years in the middle and we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> exactly. bring up Dushin or uh, Stasny, please. Um, Rudo, we need Eric to modify that shirt that Rudo's got on yeah. though, and just draw a little kale, kale McCarr head off to the. It's the weird number eight. No, like, just add a kale. Oh, you pet of kale. Of kale Perfect. <laughs> They're eating kale. Did Rob Blake get any consideration? They eat their vegetables. Wasn't the prime of his career was spent elsewhere. Uh, yeah, he spent true. a couple of years here. He won his cup here, but his number's not even retired. And it's not yeah. it, he's arguably the best defenseman to ever play for the organization, but right. the same kind of story that it, it's what you did for the franchise specifically. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. His overall career didn't apply enough to the Avs. Yeah. All right. Well, for People listening and people in the comments who are excited to hear AJ and Rudo talk about this. As someone said, the next Avs pod will be AJ and Rudo fighting over this. They have already recorded a podcast fighting over this. So go check them out at DNVR underscore Avalanche. You can find that. Actually, living. <laughs> like, <truly. laughs> what a legend. A Why isn't he on this show? What, what have you done? I said Makar is going to be on it. So. I mean, AJ, if you're really that heated, the links in the Slack. You don't want the smoke. It would be for a second since you guys already recorded a podcast about this. We but... don't want the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brendan, what did you and DNVR Nuggets collectively agree on for yeah. the Nuggets Mount Rush? So I'm curious if there will be any surprises here. Um, but you got to go David Thompson, Alex English. Those are locks. Yeah. But the next two. I think dif- different people will see this differently. Don't make me mad. You though. have Carmelo Anthony. Okay. And then so, you have uh, we put Dan Issel in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. And it's really t- I mean you can't just rule out like the ABA NBA liminal stuff <laughs> or, the, or the ABA stuff that happened. Um, and like you know like Issel's important like there, he's there statistically like yeah, he, he for registers. Sure. But there's also like an importance, right, of moving the franchise forward, played an important role like in the early days of the Nuggets that sort of set the foundation for where they go from there. You'll obviously notice there's no Jokic on this list. Um, so I I think the toughest question, like there's two guys that you could argue could be in there over Issel or maybe Melo, and that's Matumbo and that's Jokic. Yeah. Um, do Dre, do you feel like I robbed anyone here with the four I put up? You know, I had a really hard time with this. I agree completely on the um Oh. Rip Dre. <laughs> I thought you were thinking. That's a great <laughs> freeze frame, yeah. 
I thought he was thinking. <laughs> Me too. Like, really taking it in. Really Andrewetic pause. I honestly, at least with Jokic, I mean, if if McKinnon isn't on the Avs yet, I feel like Jokic. There's still, I mean, he's already proven a lot, but I think there's more that needs to be shown from him. Maybe another another All Star appearance. Maybe more. Maybe two more playoff appearances. Yeah, I mean, to just kind of solidify it. What I think he could need to play more defense. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I think he could. Um, AJ well, is that, backstage. I mean, we will get to him. It didn't stop Ludo's Carmelo fight. from working his way on here. I, I honestly no. think it's just a matter of two to three more seasons for Jokic. I mean, he's. Yeah, look, I agree like, with I, that. I'm bullish on him. I am one of those people, but like Jokic's ceiling, I think is top twenty, top twenty-five ish range all time. I and mean, whether he gets there or not, it's it's a whole other discussion. But um, like McKinnon, that's a matter of of when, not if. But yeah. it's not now. And yeah, I agree. then I think the interesting one too is Matumbo, who also only has five years as a nugget, also has contributions to other organizations, right? Mm. In the league and, and not just yes. in a nuggets uniform. And then of course we think of him for that 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 famous photo and the upset, but right. like where does that actually place in Nuggets history, right? And how important was that to like where they went from there? Right. You know, like when I think of Nuggets, I'm not sure I think of Matumbo first and foremost, but it's tough. It's tough. I almost had to split Izzel and Thompson because yeah. they represent the same era. It's really like pick one and, it, you know, Thompson's peak was greater. Izzel lasted longer, was also That's a coach. Yeah. Probably more important. I might even split the difference. I had Jokic in mind. I like your argument. I might kick Jokic out, put Doug Mullen. I think that more is as important to defining the identity of this franchise as arguably any player, (laughs) coach, or anyone else. So I did put together a second string, Mount Rushmore, and that was Doug Moe, Matumbo, Jokic, and then I had Fat Lever on there. Um, And and so I think that's about right. But that fourth spot was was, um, kind of difficult. And then even Melo, who's like, I mean, I think you do got to put him on there. Um, Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, you know, the mellow years didn't necessarily, it's, it's hard to really trace to jump <laughs> where the nuggets are now directly back to the mellow stuff outside of yeah. like the trade. Uh, and so I'm not saying, like, I, I think mellow should be on there, but it's not as, as like a slam dunk a case as you might think initially. Oh, uh, we got this comment. Mm-hmm. Drew? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but... that, pe- making people mad. There is the part where Melo could have gone to the finals and he just said he didn't want to be here anymore. So that does factor in a little bit. There's also the part where Carmelo Anthony single-handedly oh, no. saved the franchise as one of only five right, guys so. ever in the history of the NBA who's going to have over 26,000 points, 7,000 rebounds, 3,000 assists. There's also the part where he went to the postseason every single year in a historically ridiculous Western Conference where he happened to get matched up against dynasties in the first round. Now, the only time he made it out of the first round was with Chauncey on his team. Remember the the ridiculousness surrounding Carmelo Anthony. The fact that he was the most clutch player in the NBA six years running. Wow. My goodness gracious. Fun fact, Drew. Did you know know Melo's the... still doesn't mean that people in Denver, like, yeah, there's all that. They never liked him. They hated him the whole time. That's why it was stupid. Mm. That's why he left. Congratulations. You ran out the most talented Talented player in the history of your franchise. I asked a guy who oh. called Alex English and Fat Lever and yeah. Carmelo Anthony this exact question. Who's the most talented guy to ever suit up for the Nuggets? He said without prompting, Jerry Schemmel, I got him on record, Carmelo Anthony. And this was years after he'd left. 
look, man, it's not like you, you, people want to think with their hearts and, and no matter how much they don't like him, that's fine. The facts tell a completely different story. His entire career has been painted by BS wow. narratives that wow. people okay. still live by. He's still uh, going. It's wow. nonsense. Should All I right. respond well, or should I just let AJ? I mean, would <laughs> you respond? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> like, well, the current, okay. the stats I... Drew's referencing, by the way, he's getting those off the tattoo he has on his arm. So. <laughs> <laughs> Carmelo, right? There. <laughs> All right. Before AJ and Bruto go off. Um, guys, sports betting in Colorado is finally legal. And if you're wanting to get in on the betting, check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Even though we don't have our traditional sports going on right now, you can still bet on shows, the KBO, UFC, Russian and so much ping more. Ping pong. Bundesliga. Yeah. yeah. Um, soccer. Yeah. Um, the- all these great futures are personal bets that we're putting on the app, all the, the Broncos specials, the DMVR specials. So there you go. Professor Dre, the math magician, up. as he is shown on this live stream, is very passionate oh. about it. Plus, I think <laughs> I <forgot that's> <laughs> did you not realize that was no, I, didn't. <laughs> I just click enter, baby. I just click a button. I don't care. Um, oh, also, no. what I'm probably most excited for this weekend is the Peyton Manning, yeah. uh, Tom Brady, Tiger Woods. Uh, that's just gonna be awesome so you can go bet on that download their app today and use the code dnvr when you sign up for a limited time all new users can get a sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars don't forget to enter that code dnvr and get your sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars in sportsbook of course must be 21 or older colorado only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match for five hundred dollars Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And in all seriousness, if you are struggling and developing a gambling problem, definitely call 1-800-522-4700. I want to hear Drew do that disclaimer in his mad Carmelo Anthony voice. (laughs) (laughs) Tune into the GMBR Rockies podcast five days a week. (laughs) It's such a funny, like the last take I would have pinned to Drew is defend the, the famous villain of denver that forced his way out it's awesome all right well, no, no. sorry Brendan, no that's my bad stop yeah. it <laughs> all right chris hill who is an avid commenter on the dnvr bets daily show right here free in-game bet on DraftKings if you place a 20 dollars bet on golf plus a peyton manning special bet definitely go check that out all right i am cutting off the mellow chat <laughs> We're going to the abs chat. Let's fight about something else. <laughs> Let go. Who AJ? That, I guess you talk first. That that might have been a better. Uh, that might be way more interesting uh, to let to let Brendan and Drew hash out this mellow drama. No, we're <laughs> gonna let you go. Come in hot, AJ. I was promised heat. I you know so the idea like I respect the hey Duke take right like that's fine. It's wrong, but it's fine. It's not wrong. <laughs> The thing, the, the 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 reason why you gotta have foot on that on that Mount Rushmore man is that he, there's there's like no more of like a hockey soul on any of those teams on those cup winning teams than Adam Foot. He was that hard nosed defenseman that did all the dirty work. He was like the symbol of all the bottom six guys of all the all the rugged defensemen in the league who don't get that love. Who's not gonna be in the Hall of Fame? And he won two cups. Like we we it's watched those. Nah, ah, you got your turn. You wait. <laughs> wow, that's how you you be. wait. 
Oh, all right. The only we watched those '96 games together. We watched those games together. We watched them go through Detroit and Florida, and we were both like, "Wow, that defense kind of bad." But you know who wasn't? Adam Foote. He was there. They don't win either of those cups without him. He was there. He was the man on on those defenses. And even when we went back and watched 01, Rob Blake, awesome. Ray Bork, kind of old and bad, actually, at that point. But Footer Footer was legit. And he and we the series we didn't watch in from 2001 was the Western Conference Finals when he erased Keith Kachuk. Erased him. Who was having a career year? You chill out, hold on, because Adam put Adam put erased that dude. He and that's that's where he doesn't get that love is that he just does not get the appreciation for all of the dirty work that he did because scoring fifty goals is cool. It's true. Score putting up more points that's great, yep. but the fact that he played played a really long time, like get out of here with that man. That's why he has those records. It was he by the end of his career, the last five years of Hayden's career, he was a compiler. He wasn't an he was not a high-end player anymore. <laughs> he was just a dude getting contracts because those teams were bad and they didn't have anybody better. Like respect to Duke. He was awesome. He should be the fifth guy on that list, but he was a compiler. And the fact that it's like, oh, he's got all the franchise records. No, no. <laughs> Get out of here with that garbage. For the that exact dude, same reason. Come on. What foot should have been on the he should be on that rush more because he helped win two championships. Two so, of them. And we, we even watched in 2001 in that Stanley Cup final. Where was Milan Hayduk? Where was he? Where was he? Where was he? That dude, that dude dressed up in a Casper outfit for the entire series. (laughs) What? All right. No, it was ridiculous. (laughs) And you know who was there? Adam Foote. Who had one of the biggest goals in that series? It wasn't Milan Hayduk. It was Adam Foote. It was Adam Foote. Yeah. Did Adam Foote create that goal though? Did he score it or not? Because I didn't see (laughs) Hayduk. I didn't see Hayduk scoring it. Where are those goals at? Especially when that's like the thing he did. He scored goals. He didn't do it in the biggest series. Adam Foote did. The Get only, out of here with this Hayduk the nonsense. The only thing that Adam Foote has over Milan Hayduk is Patrick Watt carried him to a second cup. That's it. That's the only thing that he has. I mean, Go look up the records. You know how many records, Avalanche records, Adam Foote has? None. He couldn't even get the penalty minutes record. On the Colorado oh! Avalanche. That's not a meaningful record. You know what he didn't uh, do? He did not play his whole career for the Colorado Avalanche either. He went was in the Columbus Blue Jack. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. Mm-hmm. Just like not... It doesn't matter that Patrick Watt carried him to a cup, apparently. So, oh, are we going to so are we going to hold it against Peter Forsberg that he left too? I love how the Absolutely. debate goes from who's 4-5 to who's good and who sucked. <laughs> <laughs> carried a Carried him right. to a cup. Peter my God, this this dude, Patrick Watt. Patrick Watt carried all of those dudes to a cup. If you want to act like yeah, that, yeah, no, he straight up did. That's why he's on Mount Rushmore and I don't know. Like <laughs> answer, <laughs> Patrick. Patrick Watt, you could have you you would have been better off going Patrick Watt twice on Mount Rushmore than than Milan Hayden. That's just, okay. I mean, there's a okay. good okay. argument hey, for Patrick Watt twice. Hayden should be on there. Let Rudo get his last word. I'm giving you your final. <laughs> arguments your final statement to the jury 
Rudo, do you have anything left to say? Hayduke is the all-time app. He's the only player in history to play a thousand games for the team. If longevity means nothing, then why even play sports? Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, good. AJ's <laughs> <laughs> hey, not sure about that last. I'm 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 not sure you would have been you would have actually been better off making a second argument that Joe that Joe Sackick should have been on there as GM as well as that, player. That could be because, yeah. because that if you're not gonna put foot on there, then you're just wrong. But at least go with the right argument and not go with the Duke. And, and I love Hey Duke, but it just can't happen. Mm. Foot right. foot belongs there. He's the man. Nope. All right, wow. I'll make the final determination here. Um go <clears throat> vote. Uh here, it does, it really mom, doesn't matter which way you go. I know I'm right. Uh, I'm just gonna go with. A- I'm gonna go with AJ because Rudo looks like he's gonna blame me personally less if I don't pick him. It's the safer pick as AJ. Fine, yeah. Yeah. Would you okay. agree though that Foot was more irreplaceable for to the two cup teams, Rudo? Would you concede oh, that? Adrian wasn't even on one of the cup teams. So. so there you go. You answered our question. Thank you. AJ <laughs> has one verdict. It's decided. They do have a podcast where I don't even know how long oh they probably goodness. went arguing about this. So definitely go check that out. We had a real long argument high. about foot in the top 10 abs of all time, even. Yeah, let's oh, do foot at him, foot at like eight. So. All right. With that, I'm going to thanks for stopping by, AJ. Bye, <laughs> AJ. Move on with the show. I don't know if this one will be as controversial, um, but the next. Oh, yeah, we talked about everyone. I was like, wait, did we forget someone? That really was. A lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um, who is on the overall Denver Sports Mount Rushmore before we finish this off? John Elway. Yeah. John I, think Elway. There, I think there are three clear representatives that make it real easy and Elway Sackick. Walker. <laughs> to me, it's Walker. To many, it would be Helton. To me, it's Walker. Again, I'm a peak guy, not a longevity guy. So I, I understand that maybe in the Mount Rushmore, my theory doesn't even work. But I, I'll, I'll concede Helton as the Rockies representative. That fourth spot, I don't know if a Nuggets guy is going to get a fourth spot and no. it can be democratic like that. I think it has to be Terrell Davis. I think you have to have two Broncos in there. But if there were to be a Nuggets player on there, who would it be? I don't think there is. The, the funny thing is the best case for that is a guy who's not on the current Rushmore. I think by the time Jokic hangs it up, there's a chance – he can represent mm-hmm. basketball in Denver that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's that's a few, that's prognostication, right? It's um, going to be exciting to look back on this chat in a few years and see what new prospects we can add to it cuz we've talked about Jokic. We've talked I mean, you've talked about Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, mm-hmm. the three-headed monster in general. We've talked about Kyle Freeland, John Gray, and the Broncos now have a great amount of players that are really young who seem to have potential in Drew Locke, and we'll see uh, how Jerry Judy does and all that. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, yeah. We've got some people adding their opinion on here. So Elway, Sackick, Walker, Alex English, 
Very democratic. LA, Vaughn, yeah. Sackick, and Waugh. There was kind of like that one, I think. Yeah. I, I think there there's an argument for definitely it either like, being a Bronco or an Av. Who yeah, is the not- greatest player to ever play in Colorado? Elway and Waugh. You're making two very good cases there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everybody has to win a title before they're mm. in a situation. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. Next mm. question comes in from Sandblaster asking <laughs> if all the Denver pro no teams adapted one <laughs> color scheme like Pittsburgh question. did, what would it be? That's a good question. Where's Eric? We, we don't have the right personnel. I know. You know I, yeah. this, this is, there's only one correct answer. So Is it orange yeah. and blue? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Do you not hey, Eric, live in Denver? I Eric think, said the no. same thing on. Yeah, really? it's orange and blue. It has, it has a, to be, guys. I think there's a blue in there for sure. So we get rid all the purple? Navy blue. Yes. I, I love the purple. <laughs> yes. I love that was, that I was a bad to idea to start with. It's, like, it's, it's not cool, but I want it to be. Monsters. We're not giving up orange, I can tell you that much. That's we're definitely giving up orange. I think think blue is for sure. Yeah, there's three teams that use blue: the Broncos and the Avs. Um, I think it would be more of an, in my opinion, it would be more of that navy. But I don't know what that other color would be. I don't necessarily think it would be orange. This city, it's orange. This city is orange. Sports in this city are orange. Anyone changes that, they will be shot on sight. Those are the laws. I did not make them up. I'm sorry, guys. It's us in Holland, orange sports. That's how it's done. you ever seen in the Pepsi Center, Dre? Come on now. Well, that's that's dictator Dre. I'll have you know. <laughs> this is what happened when you, when you bring so, the angry Italian on to. That's exactly right. So historically, Dre, you're definitely right. Broncos Town yep. one, two, Thank and three. Yep. What I will say in my years in Denver, which are these very recent ones, the trans the uh-huh. transplant days, mm-hmm. there's a lot less of that and a lot more of the other teams than once was once described to me. Because I, I agree, Lindsay. Everyone is Modell looking like a highlighter. Everyone's tired <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. My response to that would be they they haven't been very good the last few years, so you right. know, get That's the obvious. Let right. Drew Locke make the postseason again, and then I it's think we'll see a lot more orange. Yeah, You're probably right. Yeah. So right, it's just the color of whichever team is in the playoffs. That's Denver sports. <laughs> no, no. Rainbow Skyline. Yeah, it's we'll Rainbow Skyline, though, that's pretty inclusive. I like Actually, it. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. I, w- I wear a Rainbow Skyline basically every it's day. So not the way that, that uh, there was the image of Von Miller on. Yeah, not that, yeah. Not, not that one. Not that one. I apologize to whoever made it, but. You don't have to. They should apologize to us, actually. Okay. <laughs> I'd be nice, but. No need. Okay, <laughs> everyone take wow. a deep breath. AJ is on one. <laughs> Drew Locke but, making the postseason is the best joke told on this podcast wow. so far. Look, this is gonna bring Ryan Konigsberg okay. on here next and year. It's over under, be, yeah. I've got him in the playoffs. Dre, what's my what's my <laughs> DraftKings odds? I've got him in the playoffs. He's gone. Everyone's out. That that take was so hot. Yeah. It it take was so hot. Everyone stream. is struggling. It's left to us three. I'll answer that for you, Drew. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think he's going to. I think I think they'll make the playoffs, I believe. I think they'll make the playoffs, too. I believe in Drew. It, no. I mean, AJ doesn't even specify if it's this year or any. He says Drew Locke making the postseason is the best joke told. I will say AJ not believing in Drew Locke is among the most predictable developments of the century. I just want, sure. I just want to put that out. Sure. I'm a, I'm a believer. 
I'm a believer in not all of it because I've watched I watched my very first NFL draft on this here network. Oh, that's right. And I believe in all the talent. I believe in yeah, Jerry I Judy. Mean, with the way the draft Albert went, like it's just how John Elway is setting up Drew Locke for success with the draft, with everything else going on. Either but that or his offensive line is going to get him that killed. Offensive line, but <laughs> crazy. Listen, man, it's, it's the Giants haven't had an offensive Friday. line for five years. It's fine. It's hot take it. Friday. Oh, That's oh, the oh, only oh. way I can uh, describe this podcast today. <laughs> um, I like it. Okay, so I guess that let us know what you guys think because clearly that was kind of hard for us to no consensus. <laughs> agree on what a color we all agreed it would be some sort of blue well Maybe technically andre next- Adri- agreed for us for all of us <laughs> yeah andre said that those are the rules that's uh, right so you, i said you have no decision saying anything else or else you know what dre's doing <laughs> 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 apparently so uh, let us harsh. know what you guys think that's all i have to say um <laughs> Oh, wow. I was not expecting it to be such a heated podcast. Me either, man. I came on like, <laughs> I'm ready to drink this mountain beach, put myself on the beach in my head. All right. Well, speaking of Mount Rushmore's, maybe we can see if our friends over at Denver Rubber Company could create some sort of Mount Rushmore uh, Denver thing for us. You know, Out they're very rubber? good at That's awesome. Yeah, you know, um, maybe. Totally yeah. Yeah. Do that. But no matter what, DRC is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. These guys have been around since 1972 and are the absolute best and at what they do. And they've remained open during this crazy pandemic, helping supply products to other essential businesses like medical, military defense, government, wind energy, and the food and beverage industry. So be sure to call them today for any of your needs at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnvr what are you shaking your head through AJ just I... can't miss tonight <laughs> just... oh, what else did he say don't even oh, oh. my goodness <laughs> AJ. guys uh, let's not get canceled like two more I months wanna... i think and then we're out of this all right, <laughs> all right. Hang, hang tough you know, honestly drc build uh I, I know what they could make i've been watching the has anyone been watching the marble racing yeah um uh jabelle joe i can't remember what jellies or whatever yeah, yeah. I want to oh. see a, see him make a custom track. Those marble races are incredible. Oh, that's sick! We could do That'd that at cool. the bar. Ooh. Yeah, get some That'd live DK lines on the blue marble. <laughs> Dude, we're we're, we're putting hot wheel tracks in at the bar. I don't even care. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jay. Cool. Are, are you good? Are you in for good, or what's going on? <laughs> I have no clue what is going on right now. We're an orange, Dre. It's your own fault. It's yeah. <laughs> true. Don't All count. Right to last long that would be my advice finally hip hip uray i think i apologize okay. if i said that wrong um asked if there were a last dance series made for the broncos abs nuggets or rockies what would it cover i know pretty much every podcast on our network has talked about this segment uh or had a sort sort of a segment on this topic um so let's just touch on it briefly and if you want more details, you can check out their podcast. But AJ responded um, to Hip Hip Uray on the DMVR.com. So, Rudo, let's start with you since I know you guys have already had that discussion. What would a last dance for the Avs cover? I mean, the obvious season would be the 2000-2001 season with the Cinderella story of, of a 40-year-old Ray Bork finally winning mm. his cup after 22 years and 
getting all the behind the scenes look, especially if it started at the end of the season before where Bork was thinking about retiring at the end of that year and didn't think it was come together. They get Rob Blake at the trade deadline. That's the story that makes you feel good for the ads, mm. obviously there. Uh, Definitely. Especially well, with the ending just being yeah, so right. Magical. It all came together. Game seven, Bork gets the cup swept to him. Obviously we covered all of it in the watches. It was, it was great time. Um, there are a handful of other seasons that both AJ and I would like, but you can check out our pod for that one. All right, Broncos, let's go that route next. Someone said back-to-back Super Bowl run for the Broncos would be a good series. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and I mean, LA's final season in 98, I think, would be perfect. That team was on fire. They start 13-0. and Terrell Davis breaks the 2,000-yard barrier. LA already kind of had to go to the podium and announce he wasn't retiring to start that season. Kind of the, the cap finagling that went on. I mean, that was like, that was the team the entire country was glued on. That was the NFL's MVP and a record breaker and a future hall of famer at quarterback, just this dynastic type group that had everyone's attention to it. Um, and, and kind of defined an era in Denver, especially for our generation growing up. So, yeah, I mean, that's a no-brainer. That'd be amazing. It should be a seven-part series. It'd be insane. What do you think of a Peyton Manning-style series of, of coming back from injury, then going to the 2013 Super Bowl, not doing well, and then going back in 2015 and winning a Super Bowl? I think that would be another good one. I mean, just to see the dynamics and everything that was going on in 2015 as Peyton got injured and the defense having to take over and Brock's role and all of it. Yeah, that'd be amazing, too. That's the thing. I mean, that I mean, Peyton's the man. I'm not trying to tell you that defense won that title. hundred percent. It's really like Peyton wasn't good that year. I mean, it's revisionist Mm -hmm. history to say Mm -hmm. he was. And and that actually is interesting because he's still that guy. With Peyton, Peyton, though, was bringing that motivation and. He just brought something sure. that helped elevate the team. Sure. And yeah. I think that's something that we're seeing that potentially Drew Locke has kind of changed the momentum already in that locker room with just his energy. So I think that also played a big I role mean, in Peyton that. But was definitely the so defense. special in his demand for greatness from yeah. everyone that that team just had no choice but to win. <laughs> All right, Drew. What would the Rockies like? Oh, and with that, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Drew, what about the Rockies? So the obvious answer here is the 2017. There is already a pretty good documentary about that team. I I think you could do a better one just with more hindsight. It was made almost in the immediate aftermath. And I think you could do even more about that entire season and the postseason run, but it's also, it's pretty good. Like it's been done. People mostly know that story. If you're a Rockies fan, you probably know all the ends of it. Uh, so I'm going to go off the board here a little bit with something that maybe isn't as feel good as these ones that are, we're just celebrating great seasons. I'd love to see a deep dive on the career of Troy Tulowitzki. You could go with like Larry Walker or Todd Helton if you wanted a more feel-good story. But again, I feel like those guys, especially with the pushes to get them in the Hall of Fame and everything, their careers are mostly well understood. I think Tulo is one of the most interesting players who's ever come through this town. And his story is just from top to bottom intriguing. And you can cover 07 a little bit in his rookie year and their trip back and then all the crazy injuries he went through and his 
tumultuous relationship sometimes with uh, the fans and uh, the media and and now that his career ended and through the trade, like it's one of those things, if I knew somebody had a camera, the stories I've been told about the night he was traded, mm. um, like if there was a camera in that room or if you could get personal accounts, if you could really get people to sit down and talk in depth about the trade of Troy Tulowitzki, uh, that would, it would be riveting. Even if you weren't into it at all at the time, I think you would find that story to be absolutely fascinating. I agree. Someone on here brought up uh, the 0-9 team because of the great potential and then also disappointment on how the season ended. There's there's an incredible look you could take at that 0-9 team. They have the best record in franchise history. They had to fire their manager early on, who had been a hero that took them to the World Series just a couple of years before. And then if you want to get into revisionist history and feel just absolutely terrible as a Colorado Rockies fan, you can look at that series in 09 against the Phillies who went on, I think to win it, or at least to go to the, the world series. Um, they won it the year before then they won the year before that's right. Then, but then they also, that's right. and just casually um, thrown it in there. Not as, not as in your face uh, as Brendan does it, but you know, just, just to keep the record straight uh, but you go back and if you were to watch that series with a documentarian eye and talk about oh man if we had instant replay today the Rockies win that series against the Philadelphia Phillies in 09 and they could have had a second of three years of advancing multiple rounds in the postseason and really having uh, a great deal of promise and it might have changed how you, you could even include going into the next year, 2010. They were the best, one of the best teams in baseball and had the best pitcher in baseball for the only time in franchise history and then completely collapsed in the final month in 2010. And that was basically the end of that team. So you could do one that covers sort of that whole era from 07 to their eventual total collapse at the end of 2010. Um, but I want to see the career of Tulo. I think that would just be fascinating. I think some people would like, dig deeper into their negative feelings about him. I yeah. think some people would get a greater sense of how incredible he really was. People who have forgotten, and there's a lot of people who've forgotten how good he was at his best. And, uh, and uh, you roll a little bit of film, throw a few stats on the page, I think people would be kind of blown away. Uh, there's so much to cover there, though. Like, you could do an entire series of the last 22 games of the 07 season. Like, right, right. You could, I mean, there are so many stories just from that one. And th there is that doc, it's called 21 Days. It's pretty good. I think you can Ooh. find it on YouTube. Yeah, go watch that. Yeah. Um, that would be a good DNVR watches. I was just thinking yeah, we, I think we did one just for the for the Rockies side a little bit ago. If we wanted to do it again, it's really good. It's worth watching. And there's so many little stories, little heroes. Like a lot of people don't know uh, about a young terminally ill patient that Clint Hurdle befriended that year. And um, uh, the guy was an athlete and, and had a number. And Clint Hurdle started writing his number on the lineup card the yeah, day good. the streak started. Like, oh, that's awesome. And, and, and I mean, <laughs> that year has a thousand of those things kazmat sui hit a grand slam in the postseason there it goes on and on there's all everything that shouldn't have happened that happened with that team all the great pitchers that they beat in that stretch it, it there there should be another 2007 doc it was incredible one of the most incredible moments in sports man all right brendan what about for the nuggets um yeah so um <clears throat> I think it's probably the 09 team as well. This is 
the yeah. closest the Nuggets have been to a title. Rewatching, obviously, I was watching the NBA casually, but I wasn't watching yeah. from a Nuggets perspective in it 09. It would hurt. And true. I didn't, um, I didn't realize until we rewatched it this year that Lakers team that beat them, pretty good, not great. Um, better than the Magic team they beat in the finals, also decent, not great. That team was good enough, and I say that without the emotional intake. I wasn't a fan yet. I don't feel biased in saying this. Like they were a couple breaks away from beating that Lakers team, and if they do, I think they win that title. Um, to get so close, to fall apart in the way they did. Everyone remembers the Anthony Carter inbounds play, but Kenyon Martin's was actually worse oh, a couple God. games later. I, it was. Um, Oh. And this so is a season worse. that started with Allen Iverson on the team, turns into Chauncey, Chauncey coming over, and then you, get, then you still have Mello and guys mm-hmm. like Birdman and, and George Carl. So the personalities are there. The, yeah, the off-the-court stuff would be fun. But but also, like, this isn't, like, the Nuggets team by default. This team was good enough to win a title, and they didn't. And and that may not be a super fun watch, but it'd be interesting. I feel like another good watch, again, not fun, kind of not many fun things for nuggets fans at the moment but i feel like i would i'd be interested to watch a some sort of series that covered last season for the nuggets because there was just first time they made it to the playoffs in a very long time Jokic's rise the sassy series in portland and then the four um four overtimes and just all of that there's so much that happened last season and same with the abs i mean their first um like well, they obviously had gone twice to the postseason, but their first like real, real run where you felt it happening. Um, I feel like these. I mean, who knows? Again, there. This may be another era that in a few years we come back exact, and that's exactly what that. we're going to be watching. They're going to be stories about Jokic and McKinnon and Makar, and it's going to be really interesting. To me, and of course we can't know, but to me, it has felt often um, in this place in this environment like this is the beginning of a better and bigger era of Nuggets basketball. And I really don't feel that way. Now, without those results, it's just a a fun year. But you're right, Allie. Like, there's a chance we look back at that in hindsight with some confirmation. Like, yeah, this was the beginning of that special stuff, you know? I, If it doesn't happen, I honestly, at least for the Avs, believe that it will be considered a disappointment if they don't win a cup in the next four or five years. That's crazy, man. That's it's pretty crazy. crazy. And guess what? Maybe this series, there'll be parts that are filmed at the DNVR bar. Oh, please. <laughs> I hope so. That would be amazing, you know? Um, I can't wait till we can get back to it and start watching some games there. But, guys, that's all we've got for today. Um, thank you to everyone who sent in their questions. Good if questions. If you have so. any no. questions you want us to answer, definitely tweet at me. Or just respond to the podcast post on thednvr.com while you're asking a question on thednvr.com. Check out all of our other amazing content. We might not have games being played, but these guys, all three right here, Andre included, are just grinding out content. And just there's a lot of stuff on our site, even though there aren't games being played. So definitely check that out and be sure to subscribe. You'll get a free t-shirt. What's better than that? Um but have a great weekend everyone drink some breck brews stay safe and we will see you all next week